Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on YouTube, hopefully Facebook back soon. Also Twitch, link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline at A to Z Sports. Hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go for your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, uh, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And uh, with the Or app, keeping you safe online, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Use that link for a two-week free trial. And uh, Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Middle Tennessee, in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro, online at KrebsKubota.com. Wow. All right. Titans lose to the Browns in the most awful fashion they possibly could have. 27-3, the final score. Just to go through some stats to make it all worse, Derrick Henry, 11 carries for 20 yards. The Titans only ran for 26 yards uh, on the day, averaging 1.7 yards per carry. Ryan Tannehill threw for 104, but his 36 sack yards bring the Titans' passing yards down to 68, where the Tennessee Titans had under 100 yards net of total offense, while Deshaun Watson had his get-right game, only six incompletions, 289 yards, two touchdowns in the air. Sure, the Titans stopped the Browns' running game without Nick Chubb, but they couldn't stop Amari Cooper or Miles Garrett, who had three and a half sacks on Ryan Tannehill uh, on Sunday. Zach, it was a complete abomination. Uh, so I will give you uh, an opening statement before we get to Mike Vrabel's opening statement in his post-game press conference. Well, it got it got down to the point where both sides just called it quits, right? Yeah. They pulled Deshaun Watson. They pulled Ryan Tannehill. They weren't running their offense at the end of the game. They conceded. And when you get to a point in an NFL game like the Denver Broncos yesterday and you concede, now it wasn't a 70-point blowout, but it was a blowout. And the Titans should be embarrassed and ashamed of what they put on their on that field with Derrick Henry as their best player. Ineffective. Obsolete. And there is also a problem with that, is that yeah. it, at one point, if your best player is obsolete and can't help your football team, you're probably going to lose. And there is a stat that I will bring up later on in the show that I think justifies why they lost. I think it is very telling. But Mike Vrabel should be a little ticked off after that performance as, you know, his whole family and, uh, you know, Ohio guy was there in person. That's not a product you want to put uh, in front of any sort of fan, uh, especially Titans fans. The Browns fans, the dog pound had uh, a, a hell of a time because all of their players, Amari Cooper, as you mentioned, Deshaun Watson, Ford was, was honestly, he replaced Nick Chubb pretty well. Miles Garrett, all of their figures that they are paying so much money to came to play, and they yep. beat the Titans down. Yeah, they sure did. All right, so let's hear from Mike Vrabel, uh, who was asked uh, a couple times about what happened in that game. Here is Mike Vrabel, the Titans head coach. In every phase, you can start with me and go all the way down. You know, that that's, you know, whether it was you know, coaching, whether it's our pass rush, their pass rush, their O-line, um, you know, their, their ability to hit, hit some plays down the field, penalties, every category. You know, I mean, it, it's going to be the same thing for each one. You know, it's important for us to stick together. Uh, it's, you know, you, you play like that in this league, you coach like this in this league, you get your ass beat. Plain and simple. 
you know, we'll, we'll be back. We're, we're going we're gonna to get back to work. I know that. It's, it's disappointing. But it's uh, what happens when, when, you, when you perform and, and, and coach like that. Yeah, it's what happens when you uh, perform like that uh, in the NFL. You get your ass beat. That's from Mike Vrabel. And uh, Mike Vrabel has constantly said, you need to coach better, you need to play better. Hell, there's a guy in my Twitter mentions every Titans game day where they lose with a Twitter handle, coach better, play better. And uh, Paul Karski asked Vrabel what the theme of that and if Titans players still respond to got to coach better, got to play better. Here's what Vrabel had to say there. You tend to hit that theme after, after losses. Does it resonate with the staff, with the players? And you'd have to ask them that right when you walk in there. Go ask them, Paul. And what resonates is that we're going to compete, you know, just like we have uh, for a lot of years. And you know, we'll get written off. Which, this isn't like some kind of motivational speech. This is just what happens in this league. And we're going to have to come back. We'll have to have a great week of practice. Um, figure out who we have available and, and get back to work and figure out a way to win a game at home. Uh, and so you know, point out the things that we need to work on, get them fixed right away and, uh, and keep going. It's a long season, but we're focusing on this week. So that's basically copy and paste or cut and paste from every Mike Vrabel losing press conference over the last couple of seasons, right? It's, you know, got to identify what went wrong, fix it as fast as we possibly can, see who's healthy and go out there and try to win the next week. And look, he's not wrong to have that approach, but I I do feel like deaf ears is where it's falling uh, on the fan base. And hopefully if you're a Titans fan, you want to make sure that it's not falling on deaf ears inside the locker room and players like Jeffrey Simmons and Derek Henry and the rest of this roster, the leaders on this team can try to pull them out of this because yesterday was as bad as it looked really. I mean, there were like the Titans play in a league where the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points yesterday and the team that gave up 70 points at least scored 20. The Titans are sitting here in two out of three games without an offensive touchdown uh so far this season. Like it's just it's that awful. Uh but here we are again and the Titans are trying to find their way out of a familiar problem. That is that are the that is the Tennessee Titans in a nutshell. I mean, what, what else do you want to say? That's what they've been. That's who they are. That's who they're going to be until they get some different players and different coaching philosophy. That's just what it is. The coaching philosophy in the sense of the offensive scheme. That's what we're talking about. Mike Vrabel. The reason why he's regarded as such a good head coach is he gets the most out of his players when. Yesterday, he couldn't get anything out of his players. The, the bounce back is what Mike Vrabel, I felt, I feel, is good at as a head coach. But Austin, here I think is a bigger issue. The locker room, just based on the videos that, that we put out and that other reporters were in after the Browns loss, I do think that the seven-game losing streak of last year is carried over a little bit. The feeling, it was you know good for them to be able to watch a win, create a win at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. But I felt like that quickly died when you play as bad as they did yesterday. I mean, three points is pathetic in this league. And really, it was three points in three and a half quarters because as I mentioned, that ha- half the fourth quarter, they weren't going to score. Oh man, uh, Zach, uh, I don't know. You said you have a stat you're going to show out there later on. I have a f- couple stats in my back pocket. Here's one of them. The Titans only scoring drive. They actually lost nine yards. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Cause when did they, they started on the Browns. They started in 17? the red zone, in the yeah, red zone. I believe it was the 17. That's the second time the Titans in three games have gotten a fumble in the red zone, lost yards, to just kick a field goal. <laughs> the second time already this season, Amani Hooker and Sean Murphy Bunting doing all they can Trying. to get to, to get this Titans offense a touchdown before giving up touchdowns themselves uh, to then just get a field goal after losing yards. All right, so, uh, yes, uh, we, have, we are having some problems on Facebook. So, new uh, YouTube people, we appreciate you guys making the, the move over. Hit the from subscribe Facebook. button. Right now, yeah, hit the subscribe button. Hit that uh, like button as well. Hit the thumbs up because we need that. 
uh, there as we try to work through some of our Facebook issues that happened for no reason on Friday afternoon. But let's go ahead and ask the audience this question because I also see Anthony. I see you in the chat coming after me. And I, I have favorited your comments. I will address those here later on. But to stick on our on our script uh, for this show, we want to ask you guys, what was the Titans' biggest problem in the 27-3 loss to the Browns on Sunday? What was the Titans' biggest problem in the loss to the Browns on Sunday. Uh, but first, Krebs Kubota, no problem at all. Uh, when you're looking for equipment out there, you need to go to Krebs Kubota because they are an elite Kubota dealer in Middle Tennessee with three amazing locations. That's Murfreesboro, Franklin, and in Columbia. The website is KrebsKubota.com. It's a great website. You should go check it out. For whatever your equipment needs are, you need to find in Krebs Kubota and build a relationship with them because that is their goal for you. Because having a relationship with your Equipment provider is crucial because you're using a lot of energy, a lot of force, things break, you're you're moving dirt a lot of the times. And so you need to make sure you have that strong relationship with Krebs Kubota and they're an elite Kubota dealer, which means you get the best equipment and the best warranties in the entire equipment industry online at KrebsKubota.com. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. We love BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. You got two games on the docket tonight. And fire them cannons. I'll go ahead and tell you that. Uh, Baker and the 2-0 Bucks. Woo! Uh, host the early matchup against the Eagles. You can get on, on some good action there. Uh, up to $1,500 back in bonus bet if your first bet misses four new users. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, Zach, I asked the question. I'll send you to the chat. What was the biggest problem in the Titans' 27-3 loss to the Browns on Sunday? All right, let's scroll back up. We've had a uh, ton of comments. Let's see here. Even uh, just the YouTube comments are bringing in 100-plus comments in about two min- in about a minute and a half, yeah. We'll start with something that we'll talk about later. Caleb says the biggest problem is Dillard taking coaching from Miles Garrett. Uh, Mm. It's hilarious. Uh, Eddie says, Austin, Zach are absolutely right. Blow this up. Uh, Tired of seeing it week after week. That's probably going to be a topic that we'll talk about later on uh, throughout the course of the season of when that is going to happen. Things only last for so long. Steven says, Henry is pissed. And did y'all see how he answered the questions yesterday? Well, I'd be upset too, right? If I was Derrick Henry and had 11 carries for 20 yards with a long of nine. Going into the fourth quarter, Derrick Henry had four carries for minus seven. No, I'm sorry. It was at the end of the half. Four carries for minus seven. Look, Jason brings up something that I want to touch on as well. It says, it was the pass rush also. Big Jeff could not get a pass rush. Defense was slow. Pass protection was garbage. Jason brings up something that I noticed. Yeah. How, how much are the Tennessee Titans playing paying Harold Landry? Oh, a lot because they just gave him a restructure and he's making, he made $31 million before even applying a snap this season off that new contract. And I, I noticed that too, Zach, is that Landry, there was a play that Watson completed a pass on where Landry, both ends, Landry and Key ran games to the inside. Key's got picked up. Landry had a gap to get through, but he didn't just explode through it like he used to have. There was some hesitancy there, and I was like, ah, that's probably still some of that mental, you know, rehab of the ACL of needing to explode through traffic to get to the quarterback where he had a little bit of hesitancy and Deshaun Watson completed a pass. So, look, I don't think the pass rush was the reason why the Titans lost or even close to the biggest reason because they got after Deshaun Watson. They just couldn't get him down. Like, there were set, like, Arden Key let him out. Jeff let him out of one. Uh, I think Roger McCreary let him uh, out. Of they're paid to, to get him down. Sure, but but the pass rush was creating pressure. The problem was Deshaun Watson got right in a game that the Titans continued to give him mulligans. Like he threw the ball backwards about 25 yards, and the Titans bailed them out of that, and it scored a touchdown a few plays later. Like Deshaun Watson should have been sacked more times than just three, but the Titans could not finish those plays. And you know I, I'm I'm keeping Harold Landry's uh, play on my uh, on my watch for sure. Ramad's kind of tired of this. He says, "Glad I can come to a place where fans are delusional. Tired of being called fake, uh, fake fan because I point B, this BS out. I love this team, but damn, that's some bad football yesterday. 
That was some of the worst football, Austin, with their players. That has to be noted. We've seen some football over the last couple of years due to injury where Tannehill wasn't playing or Derrick Henry wasn't playing or they didn't have anybody to throw to or their defense, something that was going on with their defense. That was not the case yesterday. Everybody was playing. You had your starters. You had everybody that was cashing that paycheck out there on the field and they're playing bad football as Ramad brings up. And I think that that is, that's the struggle here. Um, so the question that we asked is what's the Titans biggest problem in the 27 to, to three lost. I mean, we got everything coaching, coaching, no offensive line, offensive line, Dillard, who we'll get to from Darius, uh, the line offensive line, everything offensive line o line tighten up says o line no protection from run left number 71 from nick martinez offensive line play couldn't run block or pass protect so mm -hmm. overwhelming you know yuri's bringing up tim kelly we've got a lot of everything's i mean it's it's offensive line is the leader in the clubhouse yeah or dillard daily yeah. 2.0 yeah uh Man, you can get better protection from trying to walk out of Dillard's without taking a little like clip off of the pants uh, at the mall. But so my Zach, do you want to go first? Because like I'm going to go with offensive line, and and I want to I want to expand on the offensive line conversation. So do you want to go first? I'm not sure exactly where you're going to go with the biggest problem that the Titans had in that loss yesterday. Well, I'll tell you where I'm going to go. Okay, the biggest problem in the loss was the exact same problem in the New Orleans Saints loss. Austin, I brought this up after game one on Reaction Monday after they lost to the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to ask you a question to see. Test the old memory bank, okay? okay? How many offensive touchdowns did they score week one? Zero. How many offensive touchdowns did they score yesterday? Zero. What was their third down percentage? After week one against the New Orleans Saints. Percentage, I don't know, but I remember it was something around, it was around like two for 12 against the Saints. Something like that. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you a follow-up. Okay. What do you think their third down percentage was yesterday? I don't even know if they had 12 third down opportunities. <laughs> so I'm going to say they did. Was it, was it two for 12? Ding, 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 no ding. No kidding. Two that? for 12, no offensive touchdowns, two conversions on third down off of 12 attempts. Guys, there's your recipe. You want to, I'll tell you how to lose a football game. And it's to go two for 12 on third down. Third down are key moments in the game. And they were unable to do much of anything. They were one for one on fourth down. You're two for 12. Look how many punts that is. That's giving the opponent the ball back constantly. Two for 12. I can do some quick math, and we don't do math on air that often. That's four for 24 in both of their losses. You can't win, guys. So, yeah, you could talk about the offensive line. You could talk about Derrick Henry and being obsolete or Ryan Tannehill not making the plays that need to happen, them not being able to sack Deshaun Watson or take advantage of turnovers. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you go two for 12 on the most crucialest down in football, the money down, that's the money down. And for both sides, they went bankrupt. Yeah. So that's the case. Hey, look, that, those are hell of a stats. I've got more stats to kind of take that further. We're asking you guys, uh, what was the biggest problem for the Titans in that loss to the Browns on Sunday? What was the biggest loss or uh, the biggest problem the Titans lost to the Browns on Sunday? Zach says uh, third down lack of conversions, 2 of 12. Uh, I'll get to mine here in a second. Uh, as we uh, a reminder, just everybody, we are having some Facebook problems, so only streaming on YouTube. If you found yourself on YouTube from Facebook, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we're trying to do our best and sharing the link to get the Facebook audience over here. Uh, but Zach, go ahead and tell us about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, Farm Bureau Health Plans is not going for two for 12. I'll tell you that. Uh, Farm Bureau Health Plans actually gives you the security that you need. FBHP.com slash A to Z is where to go to get your health plan. I got my health plan a couple of years ago. I'm really glad that I did. I carry it over. 
Uh, it gets taken out of my bank account, and it's not as much as was being taken out of my bank account with a different health plan. Get a quote today by you answer a field of questions, take a health assessment, they give you a quote, and then you decide ultimately if the plan is right for you. The plan was right for me and my family. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Health, dental, vision, they got you covered. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. Also with BetMGM, they're giving you multiple ways to win as a new user. You can always sign up with our big code, uh, bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's your first bet offer to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. But if you don't want to go big with that first bet, no sweat because you can use our code ATOZ200. And all you have to do is place a $10 money line wager on any pro football team to win. That's a $10 money line wager for any pro football team to win. And you get $200 back in bonus bets instantly, regardless of that money line wager. That's with code ATOZ200. 200 visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 or older tennessee only new customer offer all promotions or set of qualifications other requirements first online real money wager only rewards issued knowledgeable bonus bets bonus specs expire seven days and for problem game support call tennessee redline 800-889-9789 asking everybody what was the titans biggest problem in that 27 to 3 loss uh to the browns yesterday i i find it hell ironic that the titans were both two and 12 on third down uh, against the Saints and against uh, the Browns. So my answer is the offensive line for the Tennessee Titans. Because if you look at the differences between weeks one and three in the losses, where no point, no touchdowns were scored, and week two, where the Titans put up 27 points, now they needed overtime to get the 27, the difference is the average distance to go on third down. Against the Chargers, they were averaging around like third and four, third and five on their third down attempts. And they were able to convert a lot more third downs to keep drives going and then to allow points to be scored. Well, when you're stuck in average of third and nine, that's where you go to a 12 on third down. And the offensive line is who to blame for this. Because not were they just awful at protecting Ryan Tannehill, and we're going to talk about Andre Dillard because he deserves his own segment, guys. So we're going to get to that. But how about this stat, Zach? Derrick Henry, average yards before contact. Negative 2.3 yards. I'll say it one more time. Derrick Henry's average yards before contact was negative 2.3 yards. That means on average... Derrick Henry was getting hit seven feet behind the line of scrimmage every time he touched the football. That's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. He's he's barely getting out of his lined-up spot before the snap. He's basically making it from where he lines up in an eye formation, he's making it halfway to the line of scrimmage, which is usually where the mesh point is with the quarterback to get the handoff before he gets touched. So I'll tell you another stat. That means Derrick Henry averaged four yards after contact on Sunday to get to 1.7 yards per carry. That is a complete joke. The Titans offensive line is going to sink this season if they haven't already or if it continues to go this direction. Because that is putrid of an offensive line performance, not even getting to the point that Ryan Tannehill had zero shot uh, to complete downfield passes for the majority of games. Did Tannehill miss a, a couple open opportunities? Yes, he did. There was a couple scrambles where Burks was open, inaccurate throws. There were some drops by Chig. Burks had a drop. Other players could not do it. D-Hop is probably the only offensive player that you can say went out there and played as well as he possibly could have. And, and Derrick Henry, it's not his fault either, outside of maybe a bad cutback on a toss play. But still, like the Titans' offensive line is the core of the entire issue with this football team. How much is Peter Skaronsky not being in there playing a part of it? He's that? their best offensive lineman. And that's crazy to say. You know, I'm a asking, you know, week three about a rookie that's played one, <laughs> one, one game. professional game. But he also is a first-round pick. Right? He's a top 11 pick. And they looked like they missed him yesterday. Yeah. 
and there's a lot of, you know, you're already sitting here before you even get to the month of October feeling, I, I feel the need to start playing some musical chairs with the offensive line because they have been that bad, that bad in a couple spots. But they, they fixed it, right? I mean, they got new no. players. They replaced them. They, they, you know, we're not dealing with the same guys. Why are these players playing just as bad as the players did last year? Because it's what they it was the approach in the offseason. And and I and I you can go read Sam's article. I'm gonna go go ahead and, and grab the uh the uh link right here because Sam nailed it in his post-game article that went out yesterday, and a lot of people have read it. And so I'll post it right there on YouTube to you guys in the chat. The Titans' biggest offseason gamble has already blown up in their face because it was giving Andre Dillard a three-year contract making an average of $9 million a year to be your left tackle solution. And he gave up. Miles Garrett had three and a half sacks yesterday. I don't know statistically if all three and a half of those were on Andre Dillard, but a lot of them were. And Andre Dillard gave up three sacks against the Chargers in week two, and they won. So there is a problem with the offensive line. And just because you changed out the offensive line and you have five people at different positions compared to last year, doesn't mean it was fixed. It was just changed. <laughs> like you can try to clean up poop off the floor if you poop on the floor, but if you don't get it up and you just smear it everywhere, the uh, problem's okay. not any better. Okay, let's. <laughs> okay. I mean, the analogy uh, checks out. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I would choose a different analogy. Uh, uh, I mean, it works. You get the point. But uh, we'll get to the super chats here in a second. I think for what. The Titans represent, though, Austin, one of the main reasons why the Cleveland Browns beat them down yesterday is that everybody and their mother knows how to beat the Tennessee Titans. The script is out. You build a lead, and you make them pass the football. That's exactly what the Browns did. They took away Derrick Henry by building a lead, and the Browns' defense has some Damn good players on, on it, especially pass rush. And what did you see? The, the Titans down by 10 plus points. They pin their ears back and they just attack. And you're going to pass on third down and you're going to go two for 12 on third down because they have offensive line problem. But the fact is, is that the Browns knew what the Titans were going to do and the Titans can't stop it. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of teams especially the Titans, but not a lot of teams can stop a pass rush like the, the Cleveland Browns when they know that all they're trying to do is sack the quarterback. Well, and, I, and I was, look, here's, this is a weird thing I'm about to say after the Titans offensive performance, but I got to give a little bit of credit to the Titans offense because they're the only team through three weeks that has moved the football into the red zone against this Browns defense. Now they're they got zero stellar. points out of it. Zero points out of it, but the Bengals never got in the red zone. The Steelers never got in the red zone. They won that game because they had two defensive touchdowns and a big touchdown play, uh, I believe, to George Pickens on Monday night. But the Titans offense, the only team to ever move the football into the red zone through three full games against the Browns defense, but zero points. And we're going to get to that here in a second. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter, right? It's, a bit, yeah. it's, it's Actually, these are eye-opening of what I think the stats that we've both brought up today and why it goes to third down conversions and your stat goes to their best player, Derrick Henry or lack thereof. And it's caused by when he's getting hit and he's getting hit before he gets to the line of scrimmage because the offensive line can't block. So yeah. we, we do have a ton of super yeah, chats. Yeah. Let's get to those. Uh, yeah. Cause there's some that I I'm actually oh curious about. Yeah, there's so many super chats and a lot of uh, favorite things I'm going to get to, too, because people are coming after me for something I said last week. But first, Aura can keep you safe online. If you want to stay safe and protect your uh, digital profile, Aura is the place to go. We're giving you a two-week free trial with, for Aura services with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. Aura identifies data brokers who are profiting and selling your information to telemarketers, robocallers, and spammers. Well, in just five or six days, Aura got rid 
of 30 data brokers who are holding and selling my information uh, to those telemarketers. And I don't get spam calls anymore. I, I honestly don't. And I get less emails that are just immediately good to the junk section in my email inbox every day, or it can do that same thing for you. And we're giving you a two week free trial. It just took five or six days for 30 data brokers to be out of my life. So a two week free trial gives you a lot of opportunity to do that. Plus learn about other features that Aura has like password manager and protector credit and identity theft monitoring as well. So use our link aura.com slash ATOZ for a two week free trial. Once again, aura.com slash ATOZ. It is sports. We're powered by bet MGM. I talked about the bucks Eagles game. Then after that, don't forget about Bengals, the Joe Burrow and company trying to get off their losing streak. Oh, Oh, and two, they play the Rams tonight. That's these two sneaky, good matchups. So you can get in on the action with BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right. So, Zach, you want to get to some super chats? I have not had a chance to pre read the super chats. If you want to uh, go ahead and get to them, you said you had a couple that were piquing your interest. Well, I guess it's based on what you had said last week. Let's go with, let's go with Curtis and we'll go with Anthony. All right. Uh, so, do you want to get to the Jim Schwartz stuff real quick? We can do well, that now if you want. I was going to let me send a tweet out because I, I, we need to address this about this uh, about this Jim Schwartz. Yeah, we might as well. I, I I didn't hear what you said, so now you look. This is you. Everybody has their day in court. You get to you say a lot of things on the show. We hold everybody accountable, no matter what you say, and uh, I think that's what they're trying to do. So um, I'll let go, then, go I'll ahead let you explain it no, because I don't even and, know. You can share the show the comments and go ahead and read them out loud, and I'll give my rebuttal. All right, so Anthony starts off with says, how about you speak on the the BS you talk about, Austin, okay? Curtis says, so Austin, was Schwartz impact important or not? Anthony then comes back and says, Austin, why are you talking? Well, he's the host of the show. That's why he's talking. You're constantly wrong, but never man enough to admit that's why you are who you are. Wow, some personal shots. Anthony's getting very personal. All caps, Anthony. Uh Austin, you said Schwartz wasn't a big deal. Explain. So these are starred comments. Then there are some other super chats. I don't know if any of the other super chats have to do with Schwartz, so we'll read those later. But those are the starred comments on, I guess, what you said about Schwartz yeah. last week. I didn't think Jim Schwartz being a part of the Titans staff the last two years was going to do anything different than what Miles Garrett was going to do by himself. Miles Garrett had three and a half sacks yesterday because he's Miles Garrett. Jim Schwartz does nothing to scheme up Miles Garrett whooping Andre Dillard's ass. That has nothing to do like. The only thing that Jim Schwartz did was go viral by taking Miles Garrett and motioning a defensive player from the right side, the left side, the left side, the right side, and watching two Titans tight ends follow him like the defense. That was a Jim Schwartz playing a joke on Mike Vrabel. That was Jim Schwartz's best moment yesterday. Other than that, the Browns defense is phenomenal. The Titans offensive line sucks. We've Who's been over the this. defensive coordinator of that no, phenomenal I, defense? No, I understand that, but everybody... I, I think you're going to lose. Pal. No, no, I'm not. I'm not because, he, because, Zach, you weren't on the tail end of last week's show. There was a lot of chatter around Titans media of, oh, man, Jim Schwartz was on the Titans staff. How He's going to know everything they're going to do, right? He no, did. The, <laughs> no, but he didn't. The Browns defense was already good. Miles Garrett and Who's the, the defense, coordinator? Hold on, Zach. Time out. Jim Schwartz... The Browns defense was good last year without Jim Schwartz. He's a good defensive coordinator. I'm not taking that away from him. My point is the Titans offensive line is awful. And regardless of who the D coordinator is, Miles Garrett and the Browns defense is going to eat against the Titans offensive line, regardless of what play call they have, or regardless of what Jim Schwartz knows uh, about the Titans. I, and did, also, I think you're losing this one. But now. Zach, Zach, who is the holdover from the offensive coaching staff when Jim Schwartz was in the building last? Who is in the same coaching position that that on offense for the Titans coaching staff when Jim Schwartz was in the building too? They moved everybody around. Rob Moore, that's the answer. Rob Moore is in the same spot that he was last year when Jim Schwartz was in the building. And they've changed the offense. No, no. Hey, no. Wrong, Austin. How many points did they score yesterday? 
three. They that didn't change the offense. No. So God, stop dude. that. No, no, no. no. I, I cannot let you get away with that. You can sit there and say they changed the offense. Austin, they can't score 30 points. They're the same That's, mother effing offense no. that they've always been. I it, cannot sit here and, and, no. and listen to that. I no. do think that Jim Schwartz made an impact yesterday, and he disrupted the entire offensive scheme. He did exactly what the Cleveland Browns planned to do before the ball was snapped. Right. So I, I think you're backing okay. up like no, Dion I'm not. did no, against Oregon. I'm not. Because that was that's bad. You, I, no, just I think no. you take the loss and you no. realize because honestly, that's what I thought. They noted in the broadcast numerous times about Jim Schwartz and how yes. well the defense. He's got like a top three defense. Zach, I, that's not my point though. Like I, 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 I know you. To, you don't have a very good point. No, I do. I do. No, because Zach, time out. Let me say what I will repeat what I said on Thursday when me and Jack had this conversation. Jim Schwartz is a great defensive coordinator. The Browns defense is very talented, fast, and a very good defense. I said the Titans offense is going to struggle on Sunday versus the Browns, but it doesn't have anything to do with Jim Schwartz being in the building with the Titans the last two years. That's going to happen regardless. Offense is not different. Yes, it is. The result is not different, but how they got there is different. Zach, the, the offense is different. The notion that everybody is saying, though, is that Jim Schwartz was familiar with the scheme, the with scheme the players. Different. With No, the players are different. Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are not different. Okay. Those are the two key pieces in the offense. And we know that the only way that the Titans win is if Derrick Henry gets going. They shut that down to start. That's they different. forced Ryan Tannehill to pass, okay. and he was unable to do that. You're getting the same result. Timeout. Schwartz Time is out. look. Schwartz benefits off of the players that he coaches. I don't think anybody is is debating that. But he impacted that game. No, what he did because he's a good defensive coordinator. Him. That That's you the just, point. You that said you, that he wouldn't. No, I said. Damn it! Come on. Listen to what I'm saying, please. I said that j just because Jim Schwartz was in the building doesn't mean he's got a leg up on the Titans. You just said you he knows that you got to stop Derrick Henry. Who doesn't? Everybody everybody watching this but show he has knows been that. close to the situation. He's been in the building. So what do you mean so? They got they, blown out. Yes. Austin, that was one of the worst offensive performances that yes. Ryan Tannehill has ever had. Right. The offense has ever had in and Mike Vrabel has ever been a part but of. But my point here's my point though. Yeah, all of that is true. The the what the Titans put on the field is it, that's true. It was terrible, but that's they didn't do that. That wasn't the result because Jim Schwartz was a Titans assistant the last two years. It definitely You're, impacted. No, no, you're delusional. You're not going to win this. I think the chat is sitting here telling you that you're delusional. Okay, you can you can believe what you want to believe, I, but the fact that was going to happen regardless. That was going to happen regardless. All right, so let's get to some more super chats because we actually haven't read any super chats yet. Uh, but I will go ahead and send Zach if you want to get to some. No, super you chats. you got the super chats. All right, so uh, Noah says the tape is out on Tannehill. Stack the box, take away the run, and put guys deep over the top. Make Tannehill play the short, quick game a major weakness. Yeah, I mean. That's been the, the case for four years. And what Noah I mean, just said, that no, that's it. Boom. That's a great super chat right there. It is a good super chat. But again, like it, I also look and see when the Titans have had an offensive line, that it's been the opposite of that. The Titans have done a good job when they've had an offensive line. Ryan Tannehill's done a good job. Anybody, anybody. I know, but like right, but they've that, had that's the that is the cat and mouse game of the National Football League, Austin. But, you know that, and I know that. If but the offensive last, line versus defensive line, and defensive line have got some really good pass rushers. Two that were featured last night, even in Sunday night football. They're peppered all over the league, right? And Miles Garrett will give him his credit. Miles Garrett is a top five pass rusher. He may be top three. That's all debatable, but yeah. they're all throughout the league. And that is what the tight you have. That, that's the only way to push back against a good pass rush is a good offensive line. They're hard to find. 
And they haven't had one for the last 20 regular season games. And you can argue maybe even longer. Uh, Darren says those three points in my book don't even count. They got the ball already in the red zone. Yeah. And they lost another great super chat from Darren right there. Yep. Agreed. Uh, The bear says all as good as Spears could be drafting Darnell Washington, AKA the sixth O lineman looks like the more needed pick uh, that the Titans passed up. Yep. The uh, tight end out of Georgia. Would he be better than Trayvon Wesco? Because Trayvon Wesco got blown up a few times yesterday, yeah, too. He's having a bad year. Yeah. Um, so more super chats flying here. Andre says it starts with Vrabel, horrible choices, bad OC DC. Neither can adapt. Sick of his buddies, being content with subpar players. Cornerback's been bad for years. Shake my you know what head. Uh Andre uh feeling it right there. Um, Curtis comes in and says, Y'all blaming the O-line is cool, it makes sense, but a rookie with a low S2 score found a way to overcome a battle line talking about uh, uh, CJ Stroud, but the Jags defense is not exactly great. So look, and I haven't watched a second of that uh, game, uh, but the, the Titans will play the Texans twice. So, yeah. and yeah. Stroud is going to continuously get better. I, they, that's pretty interesting to see how the Texans are going to shake out. That was a big win for them yesterday. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, Noah comes back. Austin, when you have a statue QB, you have to have the best O-line in the league. Pass rushers are too good now. You basically need a, a short, quick game to combat that. It's Ryan Tannehill's big weakness. Look, it, I don't. again, Noah's kind of doubled down on the same thing. We can talk more Tannehill tomorrow, uh, I think. But Tom Brady won off of the short, quick game, and they had the right receiving core to do that in new England. And then they had the bigger bodies, but also the quick guys in Tampa when he won a super bowl too, Zach. Right. And I think that's where the Titans don't have the quick short game receivers. Like they probably should. Kyle Phillips is still on IR. It goes back to the scheme scheme. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is the problem and the solution at the same time. And that's where it's very difficult for, I'm not sitting here saying that Tim Kelly is a terrible person or a terrible terrible offensive coordinator or even the offensive coordinators before but we've talked about all of the things that you have to have when you have Derrick Henry and they have to kind of go perfect they have to go you know just right we saw when they win when they beat the Chargers they were effective and I, I think that if the Titans don't get big plays down the field and their wide receivers like Traylon Burks or or Chris Moore or DeAndre Hopkins aren't catching those big chunk plays, I think the Titans are going to lose consistently. And yeah, so and like, they got to scheme that up. Being under center with an eye back is hard to do a short, quick game passing. You know, uh, so my guy side just gives us a, a dollar ninety nine little sticker there, and my guy side comes back with a super chat. Tim Kelly is terrible. O-line is terrible. Tannehill is the terrible Tennessee, Tennessee statue need a spark. And I've seen, I think the spark is a Malik Willis deal. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, but you know, there's something brewing there on so social I'll, media. I'll, I'll, we'll, 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 let's say, let's talk about this real quick. And then we got Dillard. Mm -hmm. It's coming guys. All right. Here is the script of what is going to occur, whether we like it or not. If the Titans continue to lose, there will be a controversy, and it will start at the quarterback position because you'll have to make some business decisions of, is it now time to figure out who you have over the last two years of drafting at that position? We are not there yet, though, okay? Yeah. It is three games. Let's not do... Let's not be premature. Ryan Tano is the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. He should continue to be the, uh, the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. But there will come a time if this keeps up and they keep going two for 12 on third down and not scoring offensive points, uh, offensive touchdowns, that you're going to make a sacrifice for the season. The other thing that influences that, and we just mentioned it, the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because ultimately, it's going to come down to you just trying to win your division. Mm -hmm. You're not going to worry about any of the other probably wildcard teams. I don't know how it's going to shake out because it's so early. Yeah. But we're not there yet. But sure. that's the big decision from Mike Vrabel that is on the horizon. If this offensive production or lack thereof 
continues. Yeah, uh, Connor, I, I agree with Connor's comment. And this is something that I, I really want to talk more about tomorrow. There are teams with battle lines, but still get above average QB play. Ryan Tannehill, not completely to blame, but he needs to expend, extend plays. This is on the OC too. And I, I want to earmark this. I'm going to take a screenshot of it so I can have it on my computer. So we can have a deeper conversation about that because uh, I do think there's several ways that Tim Kelly can help out his quarterback and his quarterback needs to help Tim Kelly out. Kane says the O-line was the issue period. Multiple passes didn't even connect because of the pressure. This team will never have success with this glaring weakness. I don't think anybody can really disagree about that. Uh, Kick it to the King says CBS second half points graphic uh, from Vrabel Titans was really get to the fourth quarter. What the heck was that about? This loss is on Vrabel. Yeah. I mean, tough. Andre Bunton says, this is why I love Austin and Zach together because of that Jim Schwartz conversation and a witty banter says, sorry, Zach, it's week three in September. This O-line still has more than enough time to gel. I expect the Titans have finished 11 and six Titans fans overreacting. Now that's a hell of a super chat to end on. I think you had something going until 11 and six. Yeah. I'm the hay is not out of the barn, right? I'm not sitting here saying that the Titans are dead it's week three. They're one and two. They, they look, we'll find out what the Bengals are tonight to see if they're worth anything. They play and host them next week. They haven't played a divisional game yet. Like there are, there's plenty of football left, but I think where we are reacting to is the Titans offense has the same problems that we've seen them lose so many games with, Right. Not being able to score, not being able to move the football, being really bad at third down, taking Derrick Henry off the field, relying on your passing game, getting sacked five times, letting a, a person like Miles Garrett or Chandler Jones terrorize your day. Like that's that's what I'm saying is, is that the problem, the main core problem of why the Titans lose is still there. And it's the same. It's not just radically changing and maneuvering and moving. And so 11 and six, I think is, uh, that's a tough, I I'll put, I'll bet you money that they don't finish 11 and six, but it still doesn't mean that they can't get right. And to quote Mike Vrabel, because Mike Vrabel is very good at getting his players to buy in. It's a long season. One game does not define you, especially Uh, An NFC loss to start the season. They lost to the NFC team in the New York Giants last year, and they had a chance to make the playoffs at the end of the year, right? The Browns thing doesn't help because it's an AFC team, but it's not detrimental. Yeah, I want to get this super chat because Titans and Truth gave it, but it's about the Schwartz thing. So I don't want to, I just want to recognize it, but not, you know, we've already covered it. Schwartz was ready, not only affected the Titans offense, but knew how to attack the defense too. Uh, Look, that's how I felt. The Titans had nothing going there. So, Zach, I'm going to play this video from Andre Dillard, and we're going to talk about Andre Dillard. He deserves his own segment. But uh, Buck Rising and the, and the Titans media caught up with Andre Dillard after Miles Garrett had three and a half sacks uh, in that game against the Titans yesterday. Here was the Titans' left tackle. Yeah, it's it's not it's never an easy thing. You know, you got um, a lot of good players around the league, and, you know, this team has had some, some really good guys on there. But, uh you know, third and long, they're going to be coming and bringing the pressures. And, you know, we just got to do better as a, as a unit. I got to do better as an individual and to, you know, sit down those pressures and, and those defenders. Obviously, Miles Garrett, one of the better players in the league. What was happening there as far as your matchups with him? Um, I think I just needed to do better with my hands and, uh, you know, my sets and all that stuff. I even... I talked to him after the game, and he th- he told me his inputs, you know, because I'm just, I'm just trying to get better. And so he kind of um, told, told me what he saw, what he liked about my game and, you know, what I could have done different, differently. So, do you appreciate you that after, kind of after, constructive criticism? I definitely do, yeah, especially, you know, from a, a player as good as him, you know, and um, it's cool to, to see it from his perspective. For you after a performance? There's Andre Dillard there you know, talking about how Miles Garrett gave him coaching tips after the game. Like, I, I whipped your ass. Here's how I did it. Here's how you can avoid that the next time. Sam wrote in his column that he's like one of those white hat hackers that goes in and just purposely hacks your system and then reports back on how he did it so you can fix it the next time. I mean, he basically treated Andre Dillard 
like he was a like a big lab lab with a squeaky toy uh, on uh, the field Sunday. So I want to ask this question to everybody. <laughs> How do you feel about Andre Dillard taking coaching tips from Miles Garrett after the game? How do you feel about this? Because this is your left tackle who gave up three sacks against the Chargers. I'm not sure how many he'll officially be credited with of Miles Garrett's three and a half yesterday against the Browns. But how do you feel about your left tackle taking coaching tips from the guy that dominated him for the entire game? Uh, we'll get to those comments here in a second. But first, uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, they can take care of you whenever the injury happens in life. Injuries are always a major inconvenience. Nobody wants to get hurt, but life throws you curveballs and you have to figure out how can you get back from it. If you've got any type of pain from any type of injury, maybe it's an old injury that you had back in the day when you were playing sports in high school or rec sports, or maybe your son or daughter gets hurt playing youth sports, the Bone and Joint Institute is the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and they have all the experts under one roof, and they can help you out from every step of the injury and recovery process. So don't fumble on your recovery. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin or online, boneandjointtn.org. AZ Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app. As I've mentioned, we got a couple of NFL games tonight you can bet on. Bonus code ATOZ Sports, the king of sports books, up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's for new users. But if you're a new user, you got to use the bonus code. A-T-O-Z sports. All right. So how do you feel about Miles Garrett giving Andre Dillard coaching tips after the game where Garrett has three and a half sacks and Dillard is giving up a ton of pressure in his three games um, as a Titan. So I'm going to go through the chat. Uh, Wilbur says that Miles Garrett little broed him. Um, and then Jr. says, I don't care personally because he's not improving regardless. Uh, let's see. Mike says, I love it. Advice from Garrett will go a long way. Blast fan also says something similar, uh, that any tips from miles is a blessing. Uh, Deshaun says it's sad. Uh, you know, Curtis C says it's positive, but shows that, uh, Dillard has no ego. Um, you know, Jags guy Jew says he just wants to get better, but yeah, that's embarrassing. He told everyone. Um, you know, Dre says it makes him mad. Jay says it's a good thing. Knowledge is power. David says, absolutely fine. It happens all the time in sports. I, as a coach have asked opposing coaches what they saw. So yeah, obviously, you know, you trade tape, you trade things like that, but Zach, how do you feel about that back and forth that Dillard kind of showed us in that press conference or that post game availability? So miles Garrett is better than Andre Dillard. Correct. Yeah. We knew that before the game started. We knew that after the game started. So there's no surprise. Miles Garrett is a top three to five pass rusher in this league, which is one of the foremost important positions in the game of football. So it was going to be an uphill climb. Andre Diller probably shouldn't have told the media about that. He probably could have kept his mouth shut, but I don't have a problem with it. Sometimes when you get beat and the other guy is better than you, he was better than you when you woke up, and he's going to be better than you when you go to sleep. And if he – I don't think Andre Dillard was asking him about advice. How do I block you better? How do I, you know, get inside? We don't know. I mean, we don't but, know. Like, but, it could have – there could have been – a because, yeah, players who go up against each maybe other. Maybe once the conversation started, I, I, yeah. I don't know. But, look, next year, Andre Dillard is still going to be worse than Miles Garrett. In five years, it's, it's the same. So, if – a great player is telling you something for advice. Listen, so I don't have a problem with it. Probably shouldn't have told the media, but it just confirmed what we already knew. He played a really bad game. He's not as good as Miles Garrett. He never will be. And if if Garrett can give him some pointers that can help him against, you know, guys that they're going to play in the future. Maybe that helps Andre Diller get a little bit better, but he's never going to be better than the premier pass rushers in this league. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that, yes, you know, players have conversations like this after the game, and Miles Garrett, you know, giving Andre Dillard can only help. It can't necessarily hurt. Uh, you know, Kane with a super chat said, if you can gain success by a failure, what is wrong with becoming successful by it, learning from it? Better advice from an opponent than a teammate. Look, I, look, I, Kane, I agree with you. And so I think I would probably feel 
more like you, Zach, and okay with it more comfortably if I didn't watch Andre Dillard through all these training camp practices of him just getting bull rushed, swum, you know, spun, all these type dipped and ripped from Arden Key up and down the field all month of July and August and for it to not get better. I think Andre Dillard is a problem and the energy that he gives off when he talks about that makes me feel like the Titans are going to be searching for a left tackle replacement fairly soon. And by fairly soon, I mean like NPF comes back from suspension later this month. And I think that's kind of Andre Dillard's timeline to figure it out. Because if Andre Dillard doesn't have it figured out better than what he's shown the first three weeks, by the time NPF comes back, now the Titans have more options on the offense. What are they going to do? Well, and and there's a lot of like ifs and domino effects to this, right? Because we've already said this show, Peter Skaronsky is the best uh, Titans offensive lineman they have. And he's played one game. Now he has an appendectomy. There was a procedure for that. How quickly does he recover? We've both talked about having the people that we know that have gone through that. Sam's had an appendectomy, tried to pitch through it, and had his stitches start bleeding when he was doing that, right? Peter Skronsky is not just going to be back against the Bengals two weeks after an appendectomy surgery. That's usually not how that medicine and that procedure works. So when can he come back and how does he come back after not being able to do stuff for a couple weeks? That's interesting. Dylan Radins is a flexible piece who has looked better uh, the last couple of weeks than he had previously in his career. Chris Hubbard, I think, has done an, ad- an admirable job as a journeyman 31-year-old right tackle filling in for the suspended NPF. So. My thought is, after NPF comes back, Skaronsky should have about a month and a half off of his appendectomy. Chris Hubbard's got experience and work done. Now you have Raiden's back for a month and a half too. I think you've got three linemen plus NPF who can help you shuffle some things around. Because Andre Dillard's bad. And I don't care what Miles Garrett told him. I don't think he's going to get better with the information. Because... Mike Vrabel talked about how good it is for Andre Dillard and other tackles to practice against Arden Key, who can throw a bunch of different types of smoke at him from pass rush moves in training camp. And that didn't go, that didn't do anything. Well, the Titans need Andre Dillard to get better. They don't, he's not going to get to Orlando Brown status. So like manage your expectations. He's on, he's on track to being worse than Dennis Daly though. Like statistically, again, I'm not even joking. That's not hyperbole. He's on, he's given up six sacks already. Dennis Daly gave up 12 in 12 games last year. He's on track to be worse than Dennis Daly statistically. And, you know, you look at the Titans roster of like who he's going to (laughs) face. I mean, TJ Watts somewhere down the line, right on the schedule. Um, I mean, he's going to have some tough pass rush. Shaquille Barrett for Tampa. He's going to get his at lunch eaten. Um, I mean, they don't play the, like their toughest de- two of their tougher defenses were going to be saints and Browns. I think we yeah, all knew that's that fair. Into, so, right? he, and th- those are the two games he didn't perform very well on. So yeah, yeah. maybe it- and, and he gave up three sacks against the chargers when Joey Bosa was playing like 20% of the snaps because <laughs> he was hurt. And so these I are guess premier guys, right? My point, my point about Andre Dillard, this is the best way to explain how I feel about Andre Dillard. Andre Dillard is the reason why me and Sam felt the need to ask Arden Key after every practice, how many sacks did you have today? Because Arden Key would say things like seven or four or three or, man, only one today. But Andre Dillard was the guy giving up all of those pressures uh, from Arden Key. And now you're seeing that translate to where Dillard's giving up sacks. Arden Key's been fairly quiet since week one. So whose training camp performance was closer to the reality of their player. Dillard's training camp performance was closer to his reality than Arden Keys. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, Beastly says this has uh, has this has season has this season has. You have too many hazards in there, Beast. You set me up for failure, but we do appreciate your super chat. 2017, 2019, 2021 vibe to it. I think he meant 2018, not 2019. There's some, there's some issues with this one, 
but I think we do understand. Which means mean. not making the playoffs. Well, yeah. 2021, they did. I don't know. There's a lot of those, those seasons that beast listed are very different from each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Philip says, don't mind, but sharing to the media sounds bad. I, I won't admit to my boys that I took advice on how uh, to please my wife oh, from God, the guy Phillip. she cheated with. Whoa, Philip. Philip <laughs> takes the cake for the worst analogy on the oh, show. Oh, man, I he don't know. Good, that, I, he had some good competition. But this, I mean, yeah, this, this is a little deep. He did have some competition, though, with your, your skid mark analogy or whatever you did earlier. But uh, I get both analogies. Both analogies make their point very clear. <laughs> sharing to the media does sound bad. I would have, uh, have avoided that. Just keep it to yourself. That's okay. Because then you make a story out of things that you don't probably need to make a story uh, out of. But uh, that was pretty good, Philip. Uh, you said <laughs> best, his was best good. Best of luck you and your family. Oh, man. <laughs> I just don't like those. I, I don't like those if, jokes. If, I don't think they're is. funny. I, I'm not saying it was a joke, but like that type of stuff talking about you're I've got it. bathroom your, stuff. Your I, comedy, your comedy kryptonite is bathroom humor. You yes. go for a bunch of different, you have a, you do not like bathroom humor and Hey, I don't know what your, your future human kid situation might be down the road, but I think you're going to have to learn to be comfortable with bathroom humor, humor at some point in your life. Yeah. I, I just don't, I think it's childish, <laughs> right? Like that there's the whole point of like I'm not saying you are childish. I'm saying no, I the concept I of of bathroom humor is middle school to younger of like you're laughing at stuff that it's just not funny. We're 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 grown ass men. So uh that, but I've yeah, always but, been that way. I, but everybody's read the book. Everybody everybody does that. We all know that. So I have a good sense about, of humor. I have I have, I have a good sense of humor. That it's is just not that particular type of humor. It is your comedy kryptonite uh, for my alliteration, even though they're spelled differently That's uh, on that one. All right. So Zach, um, man, let's just go ahead and flush this show and uh, move on to the age game. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right. The age game here on the show, the new age game to wrap up every Monday show. But first Wilson County Hyundai is where to go uh, to make them a part of your new car buying process. So check them out in Lebanon, Payne Bone and his family do a phenomenal job of making uh, your car buying process not feel cringy. Because that can happen a lot of different places. But Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon is where to check them out. Again, family owned and operated or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. It is now time for the age game. Uh, so far, it's been fun through a couple weeks. I've got the chat hidden so I cannot be influenced. So, Zach, where are we going today? We are going to go with a little Kevin Bacon action, Okay. And we're going to start with what happened yesterday in Kansas City. Mm. Kansas City, the young budding love of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. You saw that. If you were awake, you had to have seen that. Uh, both aged 33. That's not oh, the age game question. Dang it. I was going to nail that one. Both are 33. And if you saw that... Walking through after the game, Jarrett Payton took a video of both of them. It went viral, broke the internet, basically, as Kelsey kind of gave that look. Jarrett My, Payton, like Walter Payton's son? Correct. That oh. is the question. How old was Walter Payton when he passed away? Oh. How old was Walter Payton when he passed away? The late, great Walter Payton. Oh man. And the first one to get it, we, we we're we're gonna wait till the comment section fills up. The first one to get it wins. So it we're gonna we'll list it. So when the late great Walter Payton passed away, he was blank years old, and we're gonna figure out who has this knowledge. And I think this is a good question. And that's why I connected the dots because you forget about Walter Payton uh, a little no. bit because he, he he died when he died. I remember watching Jarrett give his Hall of Fame induction speech after he passed away. And I'm trying to remember how old I was because Jarrett at that point was in high school. 
And then Jarrett played for the Titans in like 2004. And so I'm going to say, Walt, when did Walter Payton stop playing? Like 91, 90, 89? Who knows? I'm going to say 42. Okay. Final A to Z. Yeah. I mean, that's my answer. 42. All right. Let's go to the chat. Jay says 69. That is incorrect. 57 from Lou Man. That is incorrect. Eric misses at 63. Hello, ladies says 67. No. Steven gosh. says 68. Wow. Rooney says 59. Tiffany goes 62. <clears throat> All are incorrect. Way IR off. goes 61. Billy Jones goes 57. American Top goes 87. Mr. Jones, 69. Let's see here. 71 from Ashley. All right, to get a little bit lower. Mark D goes 49. That is incorrect. Jay says 41. American Top goes 64. 59 from Randy. 45 from David. That is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Jason goes 34. 73 from Alex. Patrick goes 48. That is incorrect. Eric goes 45. Eddie goes 65. Those are all wrong. Mr. Jones is just going to count to the number. 48. We do have our winner. And Austin, it is not you. Ah, 42 is incorrect. But Jay comes in here with the correct answer. Walter Payton was too young. But 46 years of age when he passed away from a unique liver cancer Mm. um, that unfortunately took his life, man, Mm. this was, see, I've been waiting for this. We had a lot of guesses that got that wrong, but 46. So Jay, you are this week's age game champion. Congratulations, Jay, man. I'm trying to remember like what year did he get into the hall of fame? Hall of Fame. I was surprised too. I wouldn't have gotten it. I, I thought 46 was super young. But he was I knew I mean sweetness. I, I knew it was young. I, I mean at 42. When did he go in the Hall of Fame? Why is this so difficult to find here? Uh because he went in the Hall of Fame late. Like why is this so hard to find? Tell me that what year he went to the Hall of Fame. Dang it. Come on, Wikipedia. <clears throat> Walter Payton was inducted into the Hall of Fame. In what year? That's what I'm looking at. It's tough. It doesn't say. Even on the Hall of Fame. Web, oh, class of 1993. 93? Okay, so what am I? Ah, oh man, that's so weird. So that's fair. He was just six years after he retired. So he was his first, or five, technically. So, okay. I, I thought it was later than that for some reason, because I remember watching it, and I don't think I was three years old watching that. I don't think so either. Yeah, anyway. Hey, for as bad as yesterday's game was, uh, today's show was really good. And appreciate everybody for, uh, if you flipped over from Facebook to YouTube, we thank you guys for doing that. Hopefully we can help have Facebook figured out. But before you head out of here, make sure you like the show and subscribe because we've got more coming to you later on today because uh, Mike Grable's press conference is coming up at 1145 today. And Sam will be live Titans at two with Sam Phelan on Mondays and Thursdays right here on the same YouTube channel. So check out, watch out for Sam. He'll be reacting to what he thought about yesterday's game, what Mike Grable says. So live Titans at two with Sam right at two o'clock after Mike Rabel's press conference with immediate today. So check that out. We'll see you guys later on Buck rising live tonight as well for A to Z sports primetime. Appreciate it as always.